Hello, this is Yasmin Mitch Johnson of Yasmin Tells. And this is Yasmin Bilkis Ibrahim of Mina Bilkis. And we are Y Square Pod. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, before we get started, we will give you our interesting fact. All right, so um, there are three seasons in Sierra Leone. Um, many people are under the impression that there are two. So we have the raining season, the dry season, and the hamatan. The hamatan is the one that's mostly overlooked. Uh, Typically, but because of climate change, it tends to vary, but typically the dry season commences in uh, mid-December and that lasts to like mid-ish April or end of April. The rainy season starts um, mid-April or end of April till October. And then the Hamatan comes in from the Sahara Desert from October to December. Nice. I'm actually looking forward to the rainy season. I've never been here during that time. Really? Never. Okay, yes, so you come in December. Mm. No, it's fun. Um, torrential rains usually start like in um, August, yeah, August, July. But it's really nice, yeah. The um, the well, windy part really that you get is like, uh, everywhere's green. The dew and mm, and the smell. Yeah, rainy season is really nice. The smell? What does it smell like? Um, just like you know, freshly cut grass. You know, like after the rain has ceased. You know, so it's really nice. Do you like that? I do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Rainy season is my favorite. And um, today, the episode is... Mediocrity, Mediocrity is, is the, the new excellence. excellence. So mm-hmm. we're just going to be discussing mediocre standards in Sierra Leone, why they are there, why do we accept them, and yeah, why, why is it normal to expect lower than average service in Sierra Leone? What has um, been your experience with it, Yaz? I mean, everything, you know, and we've mentioned this in like our earlier episodes that our people are just not very receptive to um, constructive criticism. So they see it as like a personal attack against them as an individual, as opposed to questioning the structure or the um, the mandates of what whatever aspect or industry they're representing. Like, okay, for example, um, not too long ago, in a WhatsApp group, we're all, we're all friends, we, you know, we all talk frankly, and we're just kind of um, pointing out flaws in the uh, certain movie industry. Yet, you know, I'm very happy for our people, those who are directors, filmmakers, and such, but I still feel like we have a long way to go. And, you know, that's not saying that the giants of West Africa, which are Nigeria and Ghana, they didn't have their shortcomings, of course. Like, I remember as a kid watching Nigerian movies, you would see, like, the camera person behind the mirror, like when the actor or the actress is in the mirror. So, you know, they, they've improved from then, you know, like mm. we even have some movies on Netflix. We can even boast of that, you know, as a continent. But um, as an industry, we're just not there yet. You know, we have, in quotes, some blockbusters that were filmed maybe in Sierra Leone or outside of Sierra Leone, but we're just not there for African cinema, you know, in terms of plots, in terms of... Um, creativity, you know, a lot of things are ripped off, or even the accents are ripped off. I don't know why our actors sound Nigerian. There's just certain things. And an individual in the group was quite offended because this individual is um, is a creative, someone in the music industry, and the person thought that we should give um, credit, we should give props to, you know, where props are due. But I'm all against, like, 
clapping for a fish for swimming, you know? I, yeah, it's the basic standard. And even so, this person wasn't doing the job role of the title that we were talking about anyway. Mm. Um, but before we go any further, let me actually define what mediocre is. So mediocre or mediocrity by definition is of only average quality, not very good. And the synonyms are ordinary, lackluster, uninspired, unremarkable, common. And yeah, it's just like, it's not just the film industry that, that's like that. I think across industries here no, in Salo. across the board. And obviously, because my um, background is like architecture and design, that's what I notice mainly. And I call it a make-do complex. Like we have such a make-do complex here. Like we sabi make-do, but we don't enhance mm. or change the current system or change um, what we have. It's very much like even not to go too far, the board houses. I'm thinking this is culture and heritage, but nobody, not a lot of people actually keep them up to scratch it's very like haggard like they're on their last like feet but it's very much just make do right so for our international viewers board houses are the colonial structures that the invaders put in place in the i don't know 1700s 1800s so they are still very old Did they yeah do? i thought the nova scotians built them is it yeah that's what i that's what i researched but now continue and then i, I will give you what i thought <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, okay. But the, the Nova Scotians were still colonized. So, well, that's yeah. true, yeah. So, around that time in the 1700, 1800. So, um, yeah, those are the structures. They're made out of like um, boards, yeah, like plywood. And most of them are still, still, still um, found in the Western area. So, we have a Freetown region. These are like the very old um, neighborhoods of Surrey, like when the Creoles came. Uh, were returned, the liberated Africans were returned to Sierra Leone. So Regent, Leicester, Gloucester, Bathurst, yeah. Um, so they're still in place and you would think that they would try to be modernized given the time. Yeah. I don't, I couldn't think that the integral structure is still good, you know, anything could wash it yeah. away. But if you were to come, you, you would think like it's about to fall down at any moment. And it's just mm. like, why wouldn't you maintain something like this, something that represents or reflects the culture, the heritage, the history. And I think that's also in line with um, this whole mediocre and um, why it's the new excellence. I don't know, I feel like there's a lack of patriotism in the country and I think that that links to why people are just very much like, oh, okay, let's make do with this. I don't know. How do you see so? Like, elaborate a bit more. Um, so, for example, you know the Yeri people, they say, um, Nasalonwide. Right. So, a lot of the time, people... Meaning we're in Sierra Leone. Yeah, they'll say, oh, it's Sierra Leone to justify something like bad service. Or I could ask, oh, why is this person burning rubbish? Oh, Nasalonwide. Well, it's the same thing we say as Africans. Like, they'll say, oh, this is Africa. We even yeah. have an acronym, TIA. You know, so it's not acceptable. You it's know? not exactly. It's not so, it's not acceptable. It should not be anyways. And like when someone always says na salon we day, I'm always thinking, why okay, but what what does that mean? Mm. What are the undertones? Why are you telling me that? And then also it tells me a lot about what you how you see your country. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, it's it's frustrating. But then how do we encourage our people to accept um because it's def it's definitely a question of mentality. Yeah. So how do we uh uh, 
how do we allow our people to uh, accept or understand or receive constructive criticism without being offended, you know? Um, that's a good question. It really is mindset over matter. And like you said, a lot of people, um, they're not acceptive of criticism. Do you think that is the main reason why, why the country is the way it is, just because of that? I think so, to an extent, yeah. You know, because we're all ready to clap with our feet, you know, for a simple feat like providing electricity to an area when electricity is one of our basic human rights, you know. Okay, so for example, um, I live in an area in Freetown that wasn't connected to the national grid until like five years ago. So just basically when I arrived. And my family, uh, my family, they're homeowners. So they had built the house like in 2009. So for five years... They just had the generator from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Can you imagine that noisy generator? The national grid was finally connected. And then people would say, eh, the government don't sky you. As in, the government has done a good job. How? The bare minimum. Can you The bare minimum. Mediocre. We're clapping with feet. <laughs> like, how? You know? Or if we're being connected to the, um, the national water supply. Eh, they don't care with water. You know, water has been brought to the community. This is not something you should be applauding people for. Mm. This is your right. That's why I say there's gratefulness and then there's mediocre. Like, mm. that's basic standards mm. that anyone should have. But it goes back to what I was saying about no maintenance. Like, I don't know about you. Well, for me, because obviously I'm, it's my field, so I'm always looking at, like, architecture, design. But for me, nothing stands the test of time other than the colonial structures. And it's like, why is that? Does that mean everybody after colonialism hasn't really, I don't know, they don't care for the country? Um, I don't know. It just speaks volumes about the mentality of the people for me. And yeah, it goes back to what I was saying about patriotism. I feel like if people were proud about their nation, surely you would like, you'd want the country to represent that. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I think we do care in our own way. Um, sometimes in our actions are questionable. Yeah, definitely. that's what I'm saying. You'd make certain actions more of a priority if you did that's care true. about your country. That's true. And, it make, and because our society is so politically entrenched, I just feel like um, most of the time you wonder if it's actually nationalism slash patriotism or sycophancy. Mm. And I'm just like... Do you want to explain what sycophancy yeah, is? Yeah, sure. I mean, sycophancy is just like, you know, the, the over, in quotes, the idolization of politicians, you know? You know, um, uh, what's that expression in Creole? Um, les belles. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you're, you like to kiss butt, basically, especially to people in power. And you're all here to say, yes, sir, yes, ma. But behind their back, you're still saying a lot of mess. Like, oh, you know this person is not competent at their job, then why don't you bring that to their attention? Yeah. You're all a part of the problem in creating mediocrity. Mm. You know, and then no work gets done at the end of the day. So I think that's where we may have gone wrong as a society, that the lines are blurred between national allegiance and political allegiance. That's very true. So it's something that, I mean, you can be at your office or your place of work and you can support party A 
without that getting in the way of your 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 job i've heard about that like people losing their jobs because i don't know something has come out that they are actually of the opposing party that's true apparently that recently nonsense. i came right yeah or like you will not serve in your capacity because it's not the administration you support or you voted for and i'm just like why you know your your national allegiance should come first you know in our national pledge it says um, you vow, I, I vow to serve her faithfully at all times. Do you think it's always been like that? Like, where did that come from? Mm, you know, I don't want to say it so, but it's Pashaki's time. He brought a lot of, you know, tribalism and, you know, region. Well, actually, that's not completely true. Actually, during his time, he did try to amend that. This was before Pashaki's time, actually, um, Siaka Stevens' time. Um, I don't know. I would say it must have started after independence. That's it. After we had our first prime minister. Wait a minute. I would ask you to call Pasheki now. Pasheki is, yeah. Siaka Stevens, okay. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, so. Just checking. Just checking, yeah. So um, it was either before or during his time, then maybe after it had gotten worse. But it's something that has been ingrained, you know. Because, I mean, if our... Our parents still talk about this. It must have been something that happened when they were kids. So definitely post-independence, um, post, post so 60s, 70s, mm. around that, I want to believe. Hmm. I don't know when it will get any better, like in terms of making everything so politically. Because mm. like, even at the university level, you know, like at Forbay College, for example, they used to have a student union. I mean, as any university should have, you should have a um, student council or whatnot. So it's called student union at Forbay College. They had to cancel it because um, it just became so politically entrenched. So they have a system at Forbay College that they call um, the, the black camp and the white camp. So it's like sororities and fraternities. Mm. They call them social clubs. And it is said that the black camp is... Um, uh, SOPP and the white camp is APC so depending whether or not those are the two um, main parties in uh, Sierra Leone yeah so the Sierra Leone People's Party is the the current political party in government and um, APC is the All People's Congress um, the former administration that was in um, power so yeah um, that's what they're said to be anyways and uh, it's also said, like, whatever government is in power at that time, that's the, uh, the camp that would win on campus. But, yeah, so, I mean, it's been violent in the past. You know, a lot of um, students, their political aspirations or their raw, relentless, ruthless even, ambition for politics, it starts there. Simple, ordinary student council. They cannot do it without, you know, something happening. That's crazy. I'm so just it like, just why? feels like... Politics is that like it intervenes with every single thing you want mm. to do. You guys even wear a color for goodness sake. If you wear red, eh, APC don't come. I know, I know. I'm like, I, don't e, see. I can't wear a red dress now. You know, simple, simple things like that. You know, but in you know, uh, in relation to mediocrity as a, in in a society. Okay, so uh, a Twitter user had asked this question. So. You've given us the dictionary um, definition of mediocrity, great. But do you think, not just us, but maybe other people as well who see things as we see it, do you think that we hold mediocrity to a different standard, perhaps a Western standard? Do you think we're possibly coming from it like from a biased diaspora uh, standard? 
Um, 100%. But that goes without saying. I think everybody is holding it out of Western standard because this is a colonised nation. Mm. It might be a different, I don't know, levels. I don't know how you would want to call it, but we are all coming... We're, we're coming at it with the same eye, I think, because of our influences. Okay, that's fair enough. But, I mean, even... People that have never left Sierra Leone or people who are not exposed. They oh, for sure. That's why, that's why we notice it more, I think. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I don't know. I just think mediocre is anything that's subpar, not necessarily. So you saying what we see as subpar, they might think is, is fine. Okay. Well, yeah, clearly. You know, this is why you know, the whole point of this episode. Yeah, some things that we may view as subpar. Um, Someone may view us, oh, you know, it's, it's normal for them. You know, it is their excellence. I get that, actually. Just with the example of um, customer service. So, for example, we'd be like, um, why are they Why are they not smiling? Why are they not... Um, you know, in the UK... Well, not the UK, but like in the West, it's very much the customer's right. You must listen to mm-hmm. the customer. Obviously, that's not practiced here. Oh. So that's just one example mm-hmm. so even if, if they give you your food then for them they've done their job mm. <laughs> and that's one of the many factors why i don't believe we are ready for tourism but that's a whole other conversation let's not digress ah! <laughs> <laughs> but um okay okay um just to follow up on your um customer service thing do you give tips sincerely if the service is good yes I feel the same way as well. Same thing. I'm not going to, and I guess I love this expression. I'm not going to give, I'm not going to applaud a fish for swimming, you know? Like mm-hmm. you said, the basic thing, you'll just come and deliver the food. Probably with an attitude. Not all establishments, of course, mm-hmm. but you do have those establishments or servers at certain places. And, um, but I feel like it's a whole package, not just about transporting the food from the kitchen to my table. Yeah. It's about, you know, smiling you know about being considerate you know or being taking the initiative Mm. simple things like okay i asked for a bottle of water presumably i would like a glass but i have to tell at some uh, establishment like can you please come with the glass yeah you know and or they'll forget i'm just like well i don't know maybe it's just about Training, you know, I'm a big you know, believer in training. And I hear people say this all the time, like, oh, they're not getting initiative, they're not using common sense. But a lot mm. of the time, you, it's, it's a grassroots problem. You have to question, well, I'm looking at the education system, for example. Mm. Um, I can just imagine how often our children actually taught to... Okay, this sounds rude. I'm not going to say... It's the <laughs> I was going to say, how often are kids taught to think? But I don't mean it like that. I mean, how are they actually taught oh, to, to question? Pro- yeah, to, to be, provoke yeah, thought, to, provoke to thoughts, yeah. actually question. Because how I'm imagining it, I can imagine it's a situation of fitiai. How you go mm-hmm. ask me a question and they're probably just expected to just retain the information they're given. That's Correct right. me if I'm wrong. No, I'm just, no, that's, that's I'm true. just going from observation um, and also what your girls at Girl Up have said. Yeah. Um, yeah, just from outside sources. So, yeah, feel free to correct me. But that's what I'm assuming is part of the problem when it comes to things like customer service. And who said it? I think it was a family member said it the other day. They were complaining, like, oh, they're not using um, common sense mm-hmm. to, like, um, a waiter. And then I was thinking, well, if they're not taught it, 
mm. then how can they use something they don't have? That's true. So it's, it's a grassroots problem. Like, like you were saying, it's in multiple um, areas, this problem. Mm. So where do you go? Where do you start? Um, but back to um, what I was saying about how I think patriotism links into into this, um, Bunce Island is a perfect example. Okay. Because oh my gosh, when I visited Bunce Island, I was oh, I was heartbroken mm. because it was like it was one of the last um, slave um, fortresses I'd learned about. Okay. Uh, I was watching David Ellisinger's documentary, Black and British: a Forgotten History. That's a very good documentary, so I would check that out. But yes, I was watching that and they were talking about Bunce Island. And I was thinking, this place is in Salon. Like, me, we're almost Salon. I don't ever hear this place. So that's why I made it a thing. Like, when I came, I'd go and visit it. But, oh my goodness, the, they haven't maintained that place at all. And I've, this is someone who's, I've been to um, Elmina Castle, Cape Coast Castle in Ghana. I've been to Gorik um, Island in um, Senegal. And these are, um, surrounding slave castles. And it's just like, they've actually maintained it, uh, made the investment, so it's a tourist, a tourist attraction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've just about done anything with the remaining ruins that are left. And it's just like, this is such a big part of our history. Why would you not like invest in reserving what we have or doing a rehabilitation of the existing, I won't even say existing structure because it's in pieces, really. But um, it goes... Oh, okay, like, yeah. are some, I mean, because I haven't been, so this is why I'm asking. So, like, are some of the structures deteriorated? But isn't Some, the, like, some. The, pretty much the whole thing is deteriorated. Oh, okay, so I understand. But okay, there's so no shelter. Preserve it. Okay, I yeah, get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they haven't preserved it. They haven't mm. done... I don't know. Yeah, so some basic maintenance, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, and there's not even, like... Um, there's, it has so much potential, and it should have been done, really, because, like I said, because it's such a big part of the history. But even just like a, like a guide, like a floor map, kind of, just so you'd know where you're walking. That's mm. it, that's it, But still visit it. <laughs> I'm saying all of this, but definitely still visit it. Um, but yeah, and then that, go, that makes me question, again, why do we... Why do we accept these low standards? And similar, um, another real life example is I've, um, I've worked on like multiple Radisson's, like Radisson Blues. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you for free that Radisson Blue in, in um, Freetown, mm. that is not to brand standard. Like if you compare that to other hotels in the region of West Africa, mm -hmm. that is not to, the brand standard, then it's like, why do we have, again, it's just the same question, why is everything of a lower standard here? Have we set our own standard? I don't know. Hmm, this is a very good question, yeah. Mm. So please do follow the conversation on our platforms on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook mm -hmm. using the hashtag, hashtag <laughs> Pod. Yeah, that is um, some tough questions. Um, yeah. I think as a people if we want to improve our craft and be known internationally as okay this is Sierra Leone this is what we're known for that's something that we have to um revisit and try to work on yeah what that, would you 
on that question, what would you say we're known for? That's the, I think we have such a rich history, but how much is it told? How much is it shared? I, I mean, cliche. I mean, we're always known for the good beaches. Yes, we have very beautiful beaches. Okay, you know? other than beaches. Other than diamonds. Go. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I, I mean, we know, but I'm saying... Yeah, I know, international. Well, I, I think Gola Forest, the uh, our national park, it's making some strides, you That's know, good. because there's some, there's a social um, business factor to it. I know that they do chocolates of some sort yeah. that's sold in Europe. So that's making some strides in Is its it own way. Uh, not yet, from what I gather, not yet. Um, so I hope it will come to Sierra Leone. So we have why chocolates. So it's products we make here. Is sold elsewhere before it's sold here. Mama, yeah, they're trying to get that. Wow. Them coins, foreign currency coins. <sighs> when you hear things like that, it really is like, where do you go? Where do you start? Where do you start? I mean, I guess we start from starting, you know, because mm. we talk about it, you know, or we have discussions about it, but there's no doing. And mm. a lot of people, we tend to pay lip service. Oh, we'll do this. Oh, we should do that. Then do it. Yeah. You know, yes, it's easier said than done. A lot of done, empty discussions. But, yeah. <laughs> like this one. No. I'm <laughs> <joking>. <laughs> no. We're making strides. We're making movements. Yeah, Hopefully. you know, and I'm so proud of the young people, other young people that are doing great things here. You know, I think we are in our own way helping to change that narrative. So back to your early que earlier question about if we enable mediocrity or how do we, or maybe I had asked it, how do we change it? I think... It's with the younger generation. 100%. Yeah, yeah, it is with the younger generation. You know, our parents and parents, friends of our parents, they always say that they're very proud and hopeful for our generation. So I really do hope we can be that change. Yeah. Maybe that's something that will fade, you know, um, mediocrity, having to lower your standards or having to settle for less just because, well, nasalun midi. I think it Tired will of fade. that expression. I'm sure it will fade because I feel like we're at the, like, it can't get any worse. Mm. I don't. I like to believe it can't get any worse. Well, it's good to be optimistic. Those of us that are realistic, I've been told I might be pessimistic. I'm realistic and practical. It may go either way, but of course, I think it would change best. because I I don't believe our generation are as um, passive, neither um, complacent. Yeah, I mean we're hungry for change. You know, we don't tire of what's yeah. going. Yes, you know, we're just tired of. Sitting in the back seat, you know, I mean, there are a few more people now in, in parliament, which is good. Um, more young people are running for office, you know, more young people have corporate jobs or government jobs. So I hope they will be the change makers and table shakers that we need in Sierra Leone. Well, straight saloon, you know. Yeah, I'm trying Straighten to up think things. what other um, factors... Uh, people would need so we can move on from mediocrity. Maybe even like attention to detail. It's me you're telling. Oh mm. my gosh, it's painful. Even a site I'm working on now, actually. How can the plaque? So there's a plaque before you go into the building. Okay. Um, and it just states this building was opened by um, the. The president. president. Mm -hmm. How can the plaque be dirty? Oh, no. Dirty the old penny plaque. And then it even has, like, the residue of the cement. Things like that. Like, mm. oh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. 
Don't get me started on interiors. That, that ain't, <laughs> not even there. interior designer. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, slowly but surely. No, definitely, definitely. And um, do you think there are any other platforms or, like, discussions? Yeah, apart from Twitter that everyone, but it's mostly talk and talk. I don't, I'm not sure, but I stand to be correct if there are any offline movements about just not sitting down, not taking the back seat when it comes to things that we should not. Uh, because I mean, I, I would not say up, up front, I have seen the word mediocre written somewhere. No, or like hashtag say no to mediocrity. No, nothing like that. Mm. But I guess, um, are there like um, social engagements, like a forum of some sort that discusses not. Um, not allowing things to be as they are, you know, like that kind of social change. Maybe that's where we can start from there, having those kind of discussions offline because everyone is fake woke. So, you know, they're all ready to do a hashtag or something online, pretend they're about this and that, but what are they doing offline? What are they doing when the cameras are not rolling? What are they doing when the phone is not in selfie mode? That's a good question. Well, I know in Salon there are multiple WhatsApp groups. (laughs) Multiple. So I guess that's um, a start for a lot of people. But, um, to bring the conversation offline? To bring the conversation, but yeah, other than that, I guess everybody just posts their individual um, projects that are in line with the the meaning of the group. So for example, there's one group called Network for Change. Okay. So a lot of people would just post what they're doing in relations to the title of the WhatsApp group. Okay, so like in that WhatsApp group, for example, do you see um, any offline conversations or forums about... Um, when you say offline, do you mean like actual gatherings? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, there must be. Okay, so you're, you're not asking sure. the wrong person, yes. Yeah, so you know, uh, I'm terrible with the groups. <laughs> no, I mean, maybe something like caught your eye, like you saw, okay, they're having a meeting or maybe on Facebook or Twitter or something. They're having a meeting or some kind of gathering. No, only the only things I have come across are like startup um, launches Mm. or um, talks, conferences. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Um, I don't think I have either. You know, I mean, it's usually a lot of youth-led movements. They try to have discussions about um, changing our mindset, our views as a society. Um, they have debates um, every now and then at Forbay College. Um, Sarah I also does debates, you know, thought-provoking Have you been to any debates. of them? I've been to a few Forbay College ones, but I've not been to a Sarah I one yet, so I would like to go, definitely. Nice. Let me know when you're going to that one. I haven't been to any of um, Sierra I. Ah, okay. So, yeah. So, we'll see. All right. So oh, and gonna... Sierra I is a magazine here, right? Yes, yeah. it is. A saloon <laughs> magazine. But yeah, we're going to wrap that up. I think we've discussed everything. And before we go, here is the African proverb. So the African proverb for today is, for tomorrow belongs to the people who prepare for it today. So just what we've been discussing, really, about future generations um, doing the work to prepare the country for the next generations. Mm -hmm. As Yasmin was saying, she believes it starts with the youth and... Quite frankly, I agree. All right, so Y Square Pod out. But before we're out, 
you know to follow us on our socials. We'll always plug it after every episode. So we are Y Square Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, this is our second to last episode. Already. Don't I cry. can't believe it's episode six. Like, where, where have the weeks gone? We don't go. I'm, I'm telling you. Six we don't try us. We don't try, you know. That's a clap, you know. Yeah. Pat on the shoulder, you know. <laughs> Podcast season almost uh, concluded. But yeah, so this is our sixth episode, as you're aware. Our seventh and last episode of the season. Of don't the worry. season. We'll of be back. Season will air next week, Thursday, as usual. We'll be in your computer screens or whatever device you're listening to us in. Um, yeah, next week, and we'll take a brief hiatus, you know, re-energize and come with some more flavor for season two in Fresh May. Content 2019. In May. Yeah. Fresh and local content here. You can always find it at Y Square Pod. Hi. <laughs> Socials. I didn't give the socials. No, our socials. Oh, and of course, <laughs> our socials are... Yeah, I was to go. <laughs> our socials are... Well, my socials are Mina Bilkis, M-I-N-A-B-I-L-K-I-S, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And I am Yasmin underscore tells. Travel, explore, live and learn smart. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, guys. Bye. Bye.